You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Shutdown Full Cast. It is the internet's only college football podcast. You're listening to Dulcet Tones of Spencer Hall. Uh, one of the masterminds behind, I think, the only college football award that I know of, the Bradley Van Pelt Award, a.k.a. the BVP. And the original Casio dog. You, that is not, correct. Not Bradley Van Pelt, to be clear. We don't well, know that. I don't know that. That's fair. <laughs> I like to think of the dog noise on every standard Casio keyboard as being the people's voice. When they sing, they sing with the cheesy cartoon computer voice of what appears to be eh, a bloodhound it's jerry glanville it's jerry glanville it's jerry glanville it's it's definitely not kirby smart because you know uses more than three notes wow also the uh the bvp is definitely the only college football award because the piesman trophy is more a performance art kind of thing that's right i like to think of the piesman trophy as an unofficial nobel it's a technical oscar it's it's given and just just like the technical oscars we, we haven't seen it given out in a while right. but we'll work on that y'all we it's we will it's work a on it's that. a james beard food award right, right yeah that's what it is i want it when happened the other night don't worry you, about it don't worry about it it's cool um thank you to michael for submitting that casio dog full, yep there <laughs> i say it he has to do that casio dog yeah, yeah, yeah. 
it is it is my favorite thing to do because it's one of the few things I know I'm unquestionably good at. <laughs> I I have no argument with that. You are you are so good at Cassio Dog that it is one of the few impressions on this show that only one of us has ever tried to do. Like I've never tried it. Jason and Holly have never tried it. You you own Cassio Dog. It's my corner, and stay off it unless you want to get cut. Because I can't imagine. <laughs> I can't imagine anything more humiliating than being beaten up or stabbed by somebody while they Casio dog at you. I think even more humiliating is losing an orchestrated Casio dog battle yeah. on stage as the crowd is, oh, right, know. right. Oh, damn, he got you. Eat shit, Eminem. <laughs> Just hearing, like, party up in my head. No, burr, that's a burr. written, that's a written. We're here to hand out the BVP award, which because it is like our podcast, the people's choice. We asked you the people, if you are more than two is people, more than two is definitely people. That's the Bible. It is in the Bible. It's proper grammar. The BVP award, remember, it is the award given to the player who I think the best definition of that that element we're looking for is the most college football player. Good players. Sometimes even great players who may or may not go on to be successful in the NFL, but definitely hit some kind of personal zenith and uh, I think and really sort of hit like peak identity at the college level. They might... They might end up being NFL MVPs. That may happen. They may have very long careers. They will never quite be themselves as much as they were playing college football. So with that, uh, what we did here was we opened this up for public uh, balloting. Let's let's put it that way for the people. For the people's award, in we we made a Google spreadsheet as all democracy is. Uh, the the official mode of democracy. Well, we did that because it's unhackable. <laughs> right. Our information is secure online, particularly with Google. Um, and some of y'all have read Spencer's article on how the BVP award works. And some of you haven't. The ones of you who haven't, you suggested names like Joe Burrow. We love Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is aiming a bit higher than the BVP award when it comes to hardware. Uh, what he doesn't realize is that the good stuff is lower. Um, also, the 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 mo- the only like BVP thing Joe Burrow really did this year, I would argue, would be when he came out uh, for LSU's last regular season game with the alternate jersey. Yeah. So to be clear, if you're if you're stacking up the last ten or twenty Heisman winners and saying who's the most v- BVP, Joe Burrow's pretty high on that list, right? But uh, we primarily admire him for his, you know, number one NFL draft type talent. Mark Ingram, BVP. No, definitely. Not. <clears throat> also not a Heisman. Hurtful. <laughs> <laughs> we all know it. We all know it. <laughs> so what I did was I went through and struck a few names. Chase Young. We love him. Not a BVP. He's already an NFL player. Yeah, not yeah. No, stuck playing college football. You don't. You don't get to be a cyborg and make the BVP award. Although maybe, can I correct that? You could be a cyborg, <laughs> but you'd have to have like some weird defective Russian part 
Well, right. if if you were a cyborg who after every sack, after every like fourth down, third down sack, you ran over and snatched a saxophone from the band and started playing it, like that I think would be like, okay, now we can talk about that. Okay. Ha- Your saxophone have- cyborg. Yeah. So I have two points of view here. One, if you are a cyborg who is openly a cyborg, that is pretty fucking interesting. <laughs> and you're up for this award. If you say, no, look at look at my robot parts. I'm literally us. However, now we are getting into debates about consciousness and identity because And the soul. The, the people's award can it honor someone who is only half a people. Wow. Hmm? See, this is a bit too big of a debate. Is that so, a cyborg or an android? I can never remember which is which. Uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, shit. See? We are not I, prepared for this debate. I think the difference is that cyborg is more macho and gunnier. Android usually associated with robots in the future used for sex. Okay, or, yeah. or, well, or data on Star Trek. If you are an android, you have spent the past year at Liberty University. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Frozen, Having sex with say. Hugh Freeze. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I struck a few names. Derek Brown, awesome player. Not going to make the cut here. Uh, I, I struck several names from the public balloting, and I'm going to run backward through the top 10. This first one, it's a little bit of a curveball because it's Joe Burrow's butt. Enough people nominated Joe Burrow's butt for the BVP award that it makes the top 10. We have seen his nude ass because an opposing player, I believe Mississippi State, while attempting to tackle the greatest college football player alive, accidentally yanked down his pants to about about three-quarters mast. Uh, Joe Burrow's butt, congratulations on your nomination. Um. <laughs> Yay. I like I like to imagine like we're panning over a theater and there Joe Burrow's butt is in the crowd just like looking happy to be there. I love it. Yeah. Sitting next to Marley Matlin. Uh, yeah, I love it because Joe Burrow would have to be there, but we'd have to like put a hood over his head or something. Right, right. He'd, he'd, sort face, of, yeah. back, he'd face backwards or we'd put him on a massage table. You know, like old timey photographers, how they <laughs> they'd step under the curtain. It's like that, but they're turned around. We don't mean to objectify you, Joe. It's just th- we're just following what the spreadsheet said. You know how you only uh, put number- on film what you need to put on film? That's what we're doing. <laughs> it's a cut up of you, right? Like, I know I got three hours of game footage here. Can I just get the snaps with your ass? <laughs> You're only playing Georgia. Just put your butt on film. It'll be fine. I'm excited because there is some NFL. There will be some NFL draft room that like. Zapruder films that is like, but is this the ass of a starter? Is this the ass of a Super Bowl winner? I think so. We've all seen it. Fair. We can Sorry. all have opinions. On Sorry. It. Please, please continue with the august <laughs> list of top 10. Number nine, Malcolm Perry, Navy quarterback. Uh, I went through his bona fides on our previous episode here, but I mean, I think a service Academy quarterback is literally the most college football player possible, particularly who ones one who runs an offense that the NFL, uh, hasn't used but is rapidly coming around to <laughs> ken niamatololo uh should be an nfl head coach any minute now i think we Huge. all recognize it <laughs> who's who's in the division with the ravens and who's dumb the well the Bengals just got a new coach so uh yeah, this the is Browns t- this have is a new ish coach. Ah, but he sucks. Everybody hates Freddie Kitchens. So put him yeah, on the Browns. So, yeah. Yeah. Or this Freddie Kitchens is forced by his ownership to switch to the triple option next year. Yeah. There we go. I mean, he's from Alabama. So 
Yeah, so you tell him he gets to run the ball more. <laughs> You're trying to tell, like, maybe this is actually what unlocks the potential of a fully functional battle station Freddy Kitchens, right? Like, hey, you got to run the bone. All of a sudden, his eyes start glowing. Yeah. Yeah. Just hey. whatever it keeps to keep Freddy Kitchens showing up for game day dressed like uh, an extra in Snatch is really all I care about. <laughs> oh, Freddy, Freddy, run Bear Bryant's 1978 offense. Fine. So powerful. <laughs> Next up, Kenny Gainwell, Memphis all purpose weapon of the future one in a one in an exciting lineage of these players i was happy to see him get some votes uh next lavisca Chen- i've never been clear on how to say his last name chenault 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 okay thank you colorado wide receiver uh possibly gonna win some actual hardware this year but that probably goes to like um bama or lsu receiver one through eight so i think he deserves some shine here uh next up spencer your guy bryce perkins woohoo my boy i'm very very fond of bryce perkins just because bryce perkins uh, usually like i think he plays in the role of anywhere from three to four different quarterbacks per game he'll hit like five or six passes in a row and you go man what a passer and then he'll miss three or four in a row and you go ah man he's having a stroke and then he'll rip off a 67 yard run out of nowhere and you go ah do it again and then he uh flies into the line and fumbles like I that variance, the, the the really high highs and the very low lows combined with the ability to be a 100 percent like game breaking trend smasher. The dude who overturns the 15 year losing streak to Virginia Tech, the sentimental favorite. Uh, did Bronco Mendenhall cry when hugging uh, this player? Yes. Automatic BVP candidate right there. My favorite thing is that um, so. Bryce Perkins, I'm going to try to get this right. Bryce Perkins is brothers with Paul Perkins, who used to play at UCLA um, and is, I think, a Jaguar now, if memory serves. Um, That sounds right. Let's just go with that. Yes. Their father is named Bruce Perkins, but Bruce is his nickname. His real name is Paul. So Paul, quote, Bruce Perkins had two sons. One of them was Paul II. And the other one was Bryce, because you can't also name him Bruce. Wait, was Paul? So Paul Paul Bruce had a Paul and a Bryce. Yes. Was Paul 2 P-A-Y-L? Uh, no, regrettably. Hmm. He's just Paul, the way you spell Paul. Okay. Um, but And, of course, Bruce Perkins, former Arizona State Sun Devil, as was Bryce until the horrific neck injury. Yeah, had to spend had to spend somewhere between I think four and six months in a neck brace, not moving much. Like he actually had to like he couldn't sleep on his side. He had to like just lay there on his back. Which this I think says something about me that when they go, man, what's the hardest part of this? Like what what's the hardest part of this to you when you're looking at it? I'm like I don't know. It's a lot of pain, a lot of rehab and stuff. But man, he's got to sleep on his back. That sucks. Next up at number five, a player I think everyone fell in love with during the LSU-Bama game, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, this year's bowling ball of the year. Uh, Yeah, about 5'9", which means he's really about 5'7". If that, uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire might be too good to win this. And I say that because he is a running back who has, uh, I believe, as many or more yards than Lynn Bowden, another candidate for this. Uh, yeah, he's got 
two fewer yards on the season rushing on way fewer attempts i believe in addition to that he's the 11th uh the has the 11th most catches in the sec uh, in terms of just raw number of receptions so he's basically a slot wide receiver too he's a monster and pass pro he had 10 first downs in the alabama game he only needed six carries to get to 100 yards versus arkansas and i believe had to get uh, a 70 yarder in order to get that and then benched himself essentially his 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 arkansas stat line is very funny it's 188 rushing yards three rushing touchdowns on six attempts <laughs> that'll do it clocking out yeah wasn't he sitting at like 99 or something they're like yeah just go yeah. get one he's like 88 don't worry he also had seven catches for 65 yards everybody yeah. <laughs> come on <laughs> and honestly like i know that scouts you know when you go oh man no, but how is he in pass protection? LSU hasn't had to use pass pro past a five-man set this year very much, not even against Auburn or Florida, teams that really did get after and blitz Burrow. But when it happens, Edwards Hilaire sends people flying. He's one of those awful blockers that because he is about three feet off the ground, when he gets low, he hits you at about five level. And has a tendency to send people cartwheeling through the air when he does it. It's, he might be, I mean, he's definitely like too good to do this. He is kind of short, but I don't, I don't know. Is this just my way of saying that I'd take a bullet for Clyde Edwards? Yeah, absolutely. Next up at number four, kind of a career, a lifetime achievement award vote. Sprayberry high school's own Rodrigo Blankenship. Mm, unfair, unfair advantage here. What? <laughs> Spray- well, we got it. We got an influential Cobb County resident on oh, uh, Jesus on our decision making committee. I'm just tallying the votes. I didn't. Right. I, I, okay. I, I, did, I have. I have an even more Cobb County nomination. In fact, that I, <laughs> that so, I haven't inserted. I, in I, I appreciate you doubling down on this bias instantly and going, "Well, you know what? I am biased, but I'm biased <laughs> in two different directions." Cobb increases. <laughs> Not only are we are we nominating Kennesaw Kennesaw Georgia native Justin Fields. I'm adding Kennesaw State University's Bronson Recksteiner as well. Wow. So wow. now we're tripling it. That's uh, so much that's so much Panera energy. That's so <laughs> such strong Panera vibes. Get this bread bowl, bitch. Number let's see. Number three. Uh probably my personal number one. Elijah Moore of Ole Miss. Mr. Pretending to pee mm. on the field himself. We're completely ignoring that Elijah Moore saves their ass this game right did did he for a minute okay and then he didn't (laughs) okay like people 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 who are in the outrage business have gotten very upset with him over a unsportsmanlike penalty which i don't even think should technically be an unsportsmanlike penalty however they wouldn't have been in that position anyway if he hadn't scored a touchdown so take that there, he giveth and he taketh away, like the Lord. Elijah Moore, I think the most important thing about him doing the dog pee celebration is that because of that, nobody is talking about the amazing thing he did earlier in the game where he fielded a punt and after catching it, tried to signal fair catch. Yes. <laughs> like, like the self-preservation to say, hey, this will be what people remember, not that. That's good internet awareness by Elijah Moore. I, that is that is savvy. 
It is. It's also innovative because what if it had worked? What if the ref had stepped in and gone, you know what? No, 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 That's no. That's right. That's a late hit. <laughs> That's. <laughs> or if the ref had stepped in and gone, this is reasonable. <laughs> these, these are very strong, fast men. And they're going to hit you. <laughs> I, I applaud your decision to end the play and cease all future potential harm on mm-hmm. this series. Well done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So why can't you just say, hey, I'm waving. Play's over. I'm done now. Like you can take a knee, but that's not good for your knees. Right. You got to think about your joints 60 years from now. I mean, I think I think all plays should be able to stop if you just wave your hand in the air. I I really <laughs> like the idea of doing that, but having the hesitation for a second of whether you're going to do it because the defender has this one moment where they're like, I hate you so much right now. <laughs> Isn't it really fucking insane that we have a sport where we tell a guy, hey, go stand here and look at the sky. 11 mm-hmm. people are going to sprint at you. If you don't want to run back at them, wave your hand. How are you supposed to know? I realize there are plans for this. Your your teammates your teammates yell at you whether you should you should return it or not. But what if your teammates hate you? But also, <laughs> if you wave your hand and you don't catch the ball, they get to hit you anyway. Yep. Sorry. If, what if, your team- if you do nothing, you will be destroyed. <laughs> what a stupid I, sport. Would you like to return kicks and punts now? No. What? Where are you no. going? Where are you going? <laughs> I think I think there should be guys who are in cowards jerseys. Who just say like the hey, no contact jersey, yeah. Yeah, just like if I get loose on you and I catch the ball, plays it plays dead, man. Plays dead. This is why Georgia put its third string quarterback back there and told him never return anything. George, what was this like twenty twelve or something like yeah, that? Yeah. Logan Gray, baby. Logan Gray. All time fair catcher. A punter slash all time fair catcher. It so is that- the most it is, by the way, one of the most Georgia football things ever to just be like, yeah, screw it. Screw it. <laughs> I give up. Why don't you just go back there and just catch it? Just catch it and don't move. Don't move, okay? I'm going to go to Sonic and I'm going to get the diet cherry limeade because my sugar ain't right, okay? I'm going to go home. I'm going to watch this game tape, okay? I'm going to listen to my, my kids fart in the next room. All right. And then I'm going to go to and then I'm going to go to bed thinking about all the things I'll never, ever be able to do in a house that's too hot and needs a new roof. Okay, when I wake up the next day, you know what we're going to do? We're going to fair catch it again because screw it. Who is this Gary? Is this the special teams coach? Is this Kirby smart? Is this a random Georgia fan? It's not your business who I am, okay? All I need you to do is to go out there, wave your hand over your head, this and give bitch up. from New York City asking me who I am? Buddy, who are you? <laughs> what I, I want to go, know is... I got to go they, to Dahlonega. me I got an athlete in space, right? I got a punt returner out there in space. Space isn't real. The only thing above the sky is Jesus. That's right. Now I got to go to Dahlonega and pick up a part for my Dodge Ram, okay? Because I got talked out of the F-150 because I don't know, Ford's Rust or something. Even though this thing's the most disappointing vehicle that I've owned. Well, at least since Jasper Sanks. This is such a deeply personal character. There's just so much in it. Hate you, Jasper Sanks. Just fair catch it! Jason, who is next on the list, please? So we've been discussing the idea of a football player who tries nothing, this all-time fair catch guy. Let's Mm -hmm. instead pivot to a guy who tries everything. (laughs) 
Number two, Cole McDonald, Hawaii oh, Rainbow Warriors quarterback. The most 500 quarterback of all time. You ever play the, you've played the game, you've played the game 500, right? Yeah. Yeah. With, when Cole's throwing, every ball is worth 500 points. <laughs> to someone. Three Someone. things can happen when you pass the ball, and Cole McDonald would like to achieve all of them simultaneously. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, just, you know, is he going to kind of sprint around unnecessarily? Yeah, that's going to happen. All right. Is he going to throw some picks? Boy, howdy. Yeah. Did he open the season by throwing four interceptions? Yeah. Did he open the season by throwing four touchdowns? Also, yes. Has he been benched for his ear, his inconsistent uh, play yeah that that's happened as well has he been a running quarterback for no reason whatsoever yeah against university of new mexico our boy busted out nine carries for 140 yards you know how many ran for the next game 17 yeah cole mcdonald is uh it's a trip it's an experience thus far i would say somebody might go oh you know, he lost his starting job. Shouldn't that take him out of contention? Hell no. No. For BVP status. Incorrect. Absolutely not. Did he get his status back as starter? Yeah. Sort of. Enough. Sort of? Off and on? <laughs> Maybe? To, to me, the, BV, the BVP signifies interest, interestingness and memorability. Losing your starting job is interesting. Getting it back is interesting. Losing it again is interesting. Very. It's fascinating. It's 500 points. It's going somewhere. The bench or the field? Also, what is Hawaii's record this year? I believe they're 8 and 4. When was the last time they or 9 and 4 at this point? When was the last time they went 9 and 4? Oh, it's been a minute, y'all. So it's not like Cole McDonald's not a really good football player. It's not like he is not demonstrably a winner that his teammates are either in awe of or fear or sometimes both. I think his resume has only gotten stronger. And number one on the public balloting, Spencer has mentioned him so far, Lynn Bowden, Kentucky football player. That's a good way to put it. That's his they, position, I think. They'd have him kicking if they could, right? Like, he's he's at that but, point. But who would, but who would hold? Yeah. Lynn, Lynn Bowden. Bowden. <laughs> <laughs> he would do the, like, he would do the spin, right? Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> And then get up and get up and kick. (laughs) Lynn Bowden do everything. (laughs) He's here's the best part. He's listed as a wide receiver on ESPN.com. Yeah. That's great. Despite playing quarterback all year and having like tons of rushing yards. I don't know what you I mean technically technically he's a quarterback. That's what he's doing. He is he is he is still today Kentucky's leading receiver on the season. He has how many yards? He has 30 catches for 348 yards. I love that that's a leading receiver. And he is and he is the leading receiver. Um and it's important because he continues to even though he's made this transition, he still he caught um he caught is this right? Oh no no, this is just total <laughs> total number of catches. Excuse me, never mind. I was about to say something extremely wrong. That's the plausibility of of us giving him an award for being a one man band. Uh, there's great, there's great precedent for this, by the way, right? Players who um, had to do everything, the Antoine Randall L's of the world, who alternately from one year to another, the coach just said, "Listen, we got nothing. You need to go out there and play DB." 
Okay, we really don't have anything. Can you do that and return punts? Hey, I need my laundry done by Thursday, but there's a really stubborn stain. Like that, this guy, this guy is, has always existed in college football. I think Joel Lanning at Iowa State was another example of this. A sure. guy who was a quarterback and then became a linebacker and then sometimes also played fullback. Yeah. UNC, didn't UNC have a... Um... Yeah. Oh, the UNC had a quarterback who converted to linebacker this year. And is pretty good at it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Athlete, athletes will athlete. So those were the 10 most submitted by the, the, the 10, I would say, are qualifying most submitted by podcast readers. Uh, I have added Kennesaw State's fullback, who is almost certainly a future pro wrestler. Ryan, did you have anyone else to nominate? No, I'm happy. I'm happy with this list. Spencer, are you prepared to reveal the 2019 BVP award winner? Hmm. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and do a couple of secondary nominations before we get to the oh really. Look at him. Look at him. Just a after couple. this commercial break. Xavier <laughs> Valaday at Wyoming. Thousand yard rusher for them. Also one of the few players to have a name uh, that starts with X. Right. Uh, there's a couple of Xavier's, but not many Xavians. Uh, he's and had a thousand yard season. He's been really, really good for the Cowboys. I would also nominate. Piano playing, John Legend singing, an extremely old Miss, like Moss old Miss of of Moss old Miss players, John Rice Plumley of old Miss, who, as far as I can tell, is just kind of a future attorney with a really good forty time, just running around and having fun back there. But he's majoring in engineering. Yeah. So okay, there we go. He's gonna he's gonna be in just a. Piano playing engineer who's got to have some stuff on his phone that's really going to shock his coworkers. Like, you? That was you? Yeah, man. That was me. Out there, forcing Joe Burrow to just keep racking up TDs. Like, Joe Burrow threw five TD- TDs against Old Miss because John Rice Plumley and the rest of the sort of bullshit Old Miss offense was just out there going, hey, I don't know. We're, it's still time on the clock, y'all. Let's, let's, let's play tag. Yeah, so I would nominate those two and then uh did i forget anyone on the qb side i don't think i don't think this year we have anybody who's particularly notable outside of our beloved cole mcdonald because there's nobody oh jorge reina jorge reina for fresno state this is pulling from our group of five teams but jorge reina man go watch him he's just fun he throws a pick and he's like yeah there's more coming it's all good i got plenty more where that came from man they just keep making these. It's crazy. But he's also really good. I would so, like to thank I, – I don't think he deserves he, – I don't think it's quite fitting of this award, but Bo Nix opening and closing the season with just like season ruiners for two big-name <laughs> teams is pretty fucking great. It's pretty great. But Bo Nix, who – so I know I'm getting senile. I have called him his father all season long. I cannot type it's Bo Nix. I just type <laughs> Patrick Nix every single time. So – Thank you for making me fear the Reaper's side on the back of my neck. <laughs> Just feeling it. It's cold. Mm, All right. So who's your winner? Who's the winner? Uh, the winner. I'm going to go ahead and say this, that, that sometimes the BVP celebrates character um, over skill and talent. And then sometimes it salutes the person who has all of those things and is in a situation so extreme, so desperate and yet lives up to all of that. This is the, like, you survived in the woods for how long? 
Uh, <laughs> it's interesting you mentioned the woods <laughs> because this is a state with a lot of them. They're very dark and they're very terrifying. And some people, some people might not make it out of them. Some people might see the adversities of a Kentucky football season as the inescapable. And Lynn Bowden, Lynn Bowden, whatever position he plays, dang it. Lynn Bowden is this year's BVP award because if we told Lynn Bowden right now that he was going to have to play safety in addition to all of this in the bowl game, not a single moment of hesitation, right? None. No, you're right. No, I, I, Lynn Bowden for being the, the most BVP award winner in addition to, uh, in addition to being an outstanding player, on a team that will not get enough shine for what they have done this year <laughs> with absolutely no quarterback whatsoever with a relatively hopeless situation offensively. Yeah. And still beat rival Louisville beat the pants off. Of he threw two passes in that game. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. How many points did they win by? Like, like 32. <laughs> they won by 32 points and they completed two Passes. Oh no no no! They attempted two. They completed one. Perfect. <laughs> Even better. And got him. Like honestly, without Lynn Bowden, like this is a seven and five team without Lynn Bowden. I mean, I, what they don't they? make a they don't make a bowl. They don't make a bowl because if you look at their their record by the time he became like the starter starter, they're sitting on two and three, still facing the teeth of the schedule, and they they got wins against Mizzou, Louisville, as you mentioned tuned up Vanderbilt like and those were games that weren't necessarily like oh yeah they're definitely gonna win those so yeah yeah. no just please remember get your perspective right when you think about those things oh they just beat Vandy yeah they're Kentucky yeah yeah Yeah, they're still Kentucky maybe y'all got spoiled by a citrus bowl trip but this is still Kentucky (laughs) if you can power Kentucky to a mid-tier SEC bowl you have done a good job a real live sorcerer Lynn Bowden you are the 2019 Bradley Van Pelt Award winner. Congratulations. There's no trophy. Uh, there's no prize. There are no plaudits. Only the knowledge that you are indeed a most college football player. I'm happy about that decision, by the way. I don't feel like I had to be like a dick and go, well, these are nice, but I'm going to pick somebody else. No, that's the right call, y'all. The people, as always, are correct. I love that because... Uh... <laughs> like we did not rig it so that Spencer's choice would be number one in the voting, obviously. But if it came down to it, it could have been a French Revolution type situation where it's like the people have risen. Oh no, you know, <laughs> like they've like only a lot kind of, of risen. <laughs> like a lot of revolutions, the people have chosen the thing that I have chosen. How wise of them! <laughs> and you can hear them united behind me in the distance, <laughs> far, far below me. Um, <laughs> Also wanted to I think that I think Lynn Bowden's a great choice. I by agree. the way, by the by the way, is there anything more like is there anything more people's choice and people's college football award than Lynn Bowden being the only means of production for the Kentucky football team? <laughs> Not he, really. he was them and he sees the opportunity and himself. <laughs> He's kind of a monopoly though. Mm, you know, come see come sa. Say it the way you will. <laughs> also wanted to hand out a couple others. Um, these are these are newer categories for the BVP as its awards suite expands. There are now there are now three college football awards, in fact. Um, 
Can I run through a top 10 from the public balloting of coaches who best fit the BVP ethos? Go for it. Well, in the interest of time, we'll let you do your run through and then we'll break it down. Yeah. So uh, tied at the bottom are Nick Rolovich, Matt Rule, and Mike Leach. A bizarre group. Up next, Lovey Smith, climbing higher. Herm Edwards. Did we do this before the Northwestern game? Uh, no, this was done days okay. ago. Okay, all right, all right. Go ahead, <laughs> sorry. Uh, at number five, friend of the program, Charlotte Show attendee Will Healy, who also hosts dance parties after every Charlotte win. <laughs> number four, I imagine his stock soared in the past week or so, Gus Malzahn. Number three, hardly a surprise here, PJ Fleck. Number two, Hugh Freeze. Uh, with many comments noting that he was boosted by some at some points literally by various vehicles and apparatuses throughout Liberty's football stadium. And number one, Coach Ed Ogeron. This is tricky. I'm gonna take a, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take O out because because that's this LSU. They're they're pretty much I think going to be the best LSU Tigers team full time. Uh, yeah, it's it's like way too. Way too obvious and not quite as not quite as singular as I think. I mean, it's singular in the like Excelsior tier college football performance sense, but I don't think it's singular in a BBP award sense. There is there is one name I'm surprised, unless I missed it, is not on this list, and that's Mac Brown. He got a few mentions. He would have been in the very next tier, I think. Okay. He was uh, tied with Tom Herman, if I recall. <laughs> <laughs> because like and and. You know, I don't want to belabor it, but UNC had one of, I think, the most interesting football years. They opened this. They opened the year beating South Carolina. They beat Miami. They lost to App State. They they were the only team really to give Clemson anything resembling a challenge so far. They lost um, the first ever overtime two point shootout. Yep. Um. They they clobbered NC State at the end of the year, where the winner was going to a bowl and the loser was not. They, they had like a surprisingly as six and six seasons go. This is one that has a lot to it. I think yeah. to me the thing with Mac is if we're talking about college footballness and twenty nineteen ness, yeah. yeah, you know, yeah. like it mm. was an interesting season. But I think him in, in him in particular. I think we needed to see some more quips, some quotes. Sure. Maybe, maybe you know, maybe his pants fall down. Maybe we see Mac Brown's butt. <laughs> but yeah. Clearly, that would have boosted him a little bit. Okay, that's fair. All it's right. The, after all, he should have gotten on the wave because it's the year of the exposed cheeks. Yeah. Um, PJ Fleck is obviously an interesting choice here. The custom fashion, Minnesota's season. He didn't. I feel like he didn't say that much crazy shit though. No, he kept it pretty low profile. You can see him kind of. Maybe toning down the crazy a little bit yeah. so that he can get the next gig, right? Right. Yeah, I think there's a, a little bit of that going on. Okay. Right. So I think that's that. Which leaves us with who, Jason? Let's review that again. If we're taking out O Brown and Fleck and Leach, take Leach off there too. Uh. So well. So your top three at that point would be Freeze, Malzahn, and our our good friend Will Healy. Wow. And roll followed, followed by Herman Lovey. And yeah, and Rolovich rule. Yeah, I'm gonna. You know what? I'm gonna go ahead and do this. They're nine and four. He's an alum. They've had to do a lot of stuff just to get noticed, and they play at midnight. I, I'm gonna go ahead and throw my hat in for Nick Rolovich here. Okay. Um, it's really hard not to pick Lovey. 
It really is mm, hard. It yeah. really is hard. I mean, he he's coaching in hell, and he's thrilled to do it. I mean, and here's he has the a here's, giant, a giant the beard. Thing. the The thing that makes it so special is the end. They have a bowl game, whatever, whatever. But the fact that Illinois goes on this like very impressive tear where they show like the program is turning around. They have the big win against Wisconsin. Things are going in the right direction. And then that Northwestern game is just like, just in case you were feeling too good, just in case you were too on board, (laughs) here is the biggest turd we can drop. A 19-point loss to a very bad Northwestern team. The only conference win for Northwestern this year. Also, the committee did note uh, Illinois is a quality loss for Wisconsin. <laughs> okay, that and seals I it. Think, it's lovey. It's lovey. That's it. I think there Illinois should hang a fucking plaque for that. Hang it. Um, to me, I Ogeron, there is, like LSU is awesome, but could this man exist in any other sport, at any other level of football, in any other line of work? I mean, that that is an argument in his favor. I'll give you that. But he's also at the like helm of a Ferrari, which to me is, you know, he's driving. The, he's driving the good boat, man. He's driving that big. He's driving that big air boat. That's a big ass boat. Is there any reason we can't share the award? Can we no. give it to O and Lovey? We can do whatever we want. So I, I I'm not the final say on this. Spencer is. Yeah, I agree. Hugh Freeze. <laughs> this is the most college football man alive. This man embodies everything shitty, scumbaggy, awful, fake about our sport. It does not matter whether he's doing it on purpose or not. Every single thing he does is the funniest thing in the world. He provided us the absolute most memorable image of the entire season by being a bullshitter. Like, <laughs> I, I, I honestly don't see how it could be anybody but you free. He searches, he searches his mentions on Twitter too. Which, <laughs> you know, so this is my one argument. Against he's trying to, to change to jobs right now. <laughs> he's gonna, he's gonna listen to this and thank us for it, and we'll feel weird. <laughs> no, we won't. That's hilarious. That's what I'm saying. Thank you. For Everything the, he does is funny. Thank you for the Bradley Sansa Belt Award. <laughs> the other I had one more nomination. The resume is very short, but it's very how's this? It the resume is very narrow, uh-huh. but that narrow plot of land has a skyscraper on it. And that that point of data that I'm gonna give you Nunzio may, may turn the whole tide here. He went five <laughs> and seven in his first year at Colorado, but at okay. one point, Colorado's Mel Tucker coached in shorts. In Colorado. Yeah, this may make him the yeah. leader for next year's award. He's definitely on the watch list for sure. He's on the watch list for next year based on coaching and shorts based on alone. Co- shorts, yeah. Based on yeah. we're watching those calves. <laughs> yeah. They were popping, yeah. man. Absolutely popping. Um, okay, here's where I stand. Ultimately, it's up to Spencer. I think we should either split it between O and Lovey or give it to Hugh Freeze. I don't, I don't, I cannot in good conscience suggest that we pair Hugh Freeze with someone (laughs) and create a weird orgy situation. Yeah, no, I don't like, I don't like the trend that giving Hugh Freeze the inaugural BVP coaching award could (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. Right? Because like by year five, it'll be like, yeah, that's the guy who was selling players' organs for money. There's more college football than that. (laughs) Also, that will be Hugh Freeze. So, but he was very sorry. He said he was very sorry. The Lord told me to make fishes and loaves, so I sold a kidney. I'm gonna give it to you know what? 
I, I feel good about this. I felt great about Lynn Bowden. And I think the warmth in the heart is the thing that I have to use as the indicator that this is the correct choice. And when I say his name as the winner, it will make me feel said warmth. I think uh, the Moses of Champagne with his prophetic beard. I think Lovey Smith getting the Illini to a bowl game. You, sir, even with your NFL bones, you, you get the inaugural BVP Coach of the Year Award. Great. I love it. He overcame being an NFL coach. That is yeah. impressive. And that being, is impressive. And being like, in Illinois, like the minute you cross that state line, you're 80% less powerful. We are hesitant to to to, uh, to associate this award with players who are who, who are too good at, at the NFL, right? Mm-hmm. Who yeah. might go to the NFL. Lovey has already been there. He's already won a conference in the NFL. That's right. And he overcame that. That's he did, And he did it with Rex Grossman, goddammit. Also, a, a, another extremely yeah, BVP guy. Another super BVP. Goddamn, let's give him like three retroactive BVP <laughs> awards. Rex Grossman, every year he was at Florida, BVP award winner. Can I also give you this? Lovey, strong accent came. He's got, mm-hmm. that, he's got that like muscle shoals lilt. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. So he gets like an extra couple of, like I give accent, you know, PowerPoints anyway. G- great accent, Lovey. Like just icing on the cake of a fantastic BVP resume. I like it. So you got you got the visuals with the beard. You got the you got the audio with the accent. You got the mm-hmm. accomplishments. Makes everyone feel good. It's a good choice. Where do you oh, have Illinois a, going to a bowl game, Jason? Uh, they're pretty much locked into. It'll depend on Wisconsin, but it'll be either the Quick Lane or the Red Box. <sighs> Sorry, sorry to bring everyone down. <laughs> <laughs> hey, bowl game, bowl game. That's what you. Yeah, need to know. focus on the bowl part. Also, Lovey was tied uh, into one of, of my favorite. One more thing, Lovey was tied into one of my favorite moments of the year, which was this, which was the play by or the color guy for Illinois when they um, upset Michigan State. Correct? Um, when they upset Michigan State, the the color guy just for a solid thirty seconds said, "Let's go!" <laughs> over and over and over again. <laughs> oh, beauty. Okay, I'm sorry. No, that was merited. We needed one more. Let's go for this. <laughs> uh, game of the year. Obviously, a ton of nominations. I narrowed it down to a top uh, eight. These will go in reverse order of most frequently selected. The first one, FIU Miami. Oh, wow. Very beloved by our listeners. Here's the thing. None of us actually watched this game. We just realized it happened after the fact. No, no, no. Watched it. I think, I think really? we all saw the last like three yeah, minutes. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah, all right. It. All right. Don't, don't, don't. don't. Don't judge me. Don't tell me what trash I will and won't eat. Actually, I watch every FIU game. What are you yeah, talking yeah, about? Don't, I, mean, I watch I don't, every football game at Marlins Park. Thank you. I don't want you to I don't want you to know that, but it's there. Number seven, South Carolina, Georgia. <laughs> a game that as we speak has Georgia uh not already clinching a playoff spot. If not for this game, the SEC title game would be all just about seeding, and that's it. As it is, Georgia might miss the playoff because of South Carolina. God. <laughs> Next, uh, LSU Alabama made the top six. That's pretty good. <laughs> been a while. Heat. Uh, number five has been in has been up here a long time. Arizona Hawaii. We discussed this a bit during the Cole McDonald mm-hmm. section. Uh, number four, SMU Memphis. Mm-hmm. Ah, yeah, prime time. One of the best prime timers of the year. Number Strong, three, strongly. Number three, truly an all-time game. Uh, Alex did a really good post about this one. UCLA, Washington State, arguably the greatest comeback in in football history. Uh, number two for 
a billion obvious reasons, the Egg Bowl, and number one for a billion obvious reasons, the Iron Bowl. It's difficult. It's very, very difficult. Because the temptation for me is to give it to an Arizona Hawaii game that took that took place but in what, week, it, week one. It, it won't. It's not. I mean, I think that if I'm correct here, the thing we're trying to circle here is what is the game that you will remember it six months a year from now, right? And be yeah. like, oh, that game was fire, right? Yeah. And Perhaps. it's not. I don't think it's that Arizona Hawaii game in part because, like, boy, Arizona just ended up being sad. Yeah. Yeah, they ended up being kind of sad. I would like, also. If, I bet if we went back and rewatched this game, we'd be like, "Wow, Hawaii's lucky that they 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 really <laughs> let Arizona hang in too long to this game." Yeah, so we can't do that one. And I feel like doing the Iron Bowl is, you know, I have a strong case for the Iron Bowl and a strong case against it. My case against is weaker. The case against is that this is a classic rivalry and that this is typically like. A lot of things that happen in this game are hallmarks of said rivalry, and everyone knew that these two teams are going to be pretty good, as opposed to something like the Egg Bowl, which is a rock fight between two starving chickens, right? Like, that's... Who hate these rocks! Hate these rocks so much, and that was decided on, of all things, uh, spite. That's what decided this game. I think I would also say I I would vote against the Iron Bowl because it is... I think it sucks that to get there, you have to say, oh, right, but Tua suffered this horrific injury. Yeah. Hmm. And that's what mm-hmm. made it po- – theor- at least in theory, that's what made it possible. Yeah. So I would go ahead – if I'm leaning, I'm going to lean Egg Bowl. Wow. Uh, it's very hard for me to walk away from LSU-Bama. It really is because it had like – it was it, it it had so much from start to finish. It was just chock full of good shit, including LSU doing their best to make it interesting at the end by allowing that huge I was I was I'm glad you said that because I thought the same thing about okay, well, how college is this game? Right? Yeah, like yeah. cuz these are, you know, skilled players at elite schools and they're not going to make huge interesting mistakes. Okay. How about to a fumble for no reason? <laughs> LSU also LSU had a 46-34 lead with under two minutes left and then gave up uh an 85-yard touchdown pass yeah. to Devontae Smith with a minute 21 to left. Yeah. I am That's... I am I am biased towards towards LSU Bama because in so many respects it was the exact it was setting up for the exact storyline of the this will be the worst LSU loss you can remember as an LSU fan. This will be the one that hurts the most, that feels the most painful. And it didn't go that way. I think for me the egg bowl like that's my favorite moment of the year. Yeah. But I think as a game, uh as someone who watched the whole thing, it was fun for that one moment. Everything else was bad, which is the point of the egg bowl. To be clear, that's what yeah. you want out of an egg bowl. But it's, it's it's basically like it's basically like yeah, I ate everything on the buffet. It all sucked, and I feel kind of nauseated. Right. 
And then I went over to the ice cream machine and I hit the lever and all of a sudden blood started pouring out of it. The, right? egg, the yeah. egg bowl is the like, if you can eat this eight pound burger, you get your photo on the wall. And the last, the, the peeing uh, penalty, that was the photo. That's like, yes. here you are. You did it. Ignore yes. the eight pounds of ground beef sitting in your stomach. <laughs> the egg bowl is the Lions Thanksgiving game, if anyone cared about it. <laughs> uh, UCLA Wazoo. Man, that must be considered like that is it's one of the most unique games ever. Like it's fine if it doesn't win, but it must be considered to me the Iron Bowl. Ryan, you raise a good point that we don't, you know, Tua's injury, that certainly factored into things here. Um to me, the way Auburn won this game, you could put anyone at quarterback for Alabama, and Auburn was going to win this game. <laughs> and, and like Mac Jones played pretty well, you yeah. know. One of the one of the pick sixes was really I don't know how you could argue it was entirely his fault. Um, so like, if Tua had played, could Auburn have won? I mean, based on what happened in the game, put anyone at quarterback. I mean, Wazoo UCLA. Like, consider this: Anthony Gordon threw nine TDs and lost. It's pretty good. Um, I will also say Memphis SMU might have been one of the most fun games of the year. Yes. Also, particularly because it came in that lull in the yes. season, that natural yeah. lull. Um, and because due to big nude Saturday, the schedule kind of, to some extent in some weeks, abandoned primetime. Right. And it was like, you know what? Let's give primetime to two teams who never get primetime and let them put on a show. And they did. And that was game day went to Memphis for that game, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, they had wrestlers there. Yeah, so, like, the fact that game day showed up and Memphis SMU showed out like that, that's that's impressive. I mean, that is impressive. I have one other point in favor. I mean, ultimately, you're going to get to make the decisions, so. Yeah, and I, I like to go ahead and just lay out all of the... Well, remember, he's 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 pretending to uh, to Speak. bring us into the process. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. <laughs> as, a, as a benevolent... As, dic- as, as all good leaders do. <laughs> as a benevolent dictator. <laughs> Let a thousand flowers bloom, my friends. <laughs> <laughs> what harm could come of any of that? I have one other piece of evidence in favor of UCLA Wazoo. Uh, I believe it kicked at 1030 Eastern time. Beautiful. Yeah. So with that, I really appreciate all the input from the People's Congress. <laughs> I appreciate that the proletariat have made their views known through me. They're impartial. Like loudspeaker. I'm going to go. They're ahead. Harry Oracle. That's right. I, I didn't ask for these powers. I was just granted them. So those are all very nice ideas you have about LSU and about all these big yeah. marquee games, yeah. and I'm very happy for SMU Memphis. But a 67-63 matchup that didn't really conclude until well past three in the morning that featured a quarterback who threw nine touchdowns and lost and featured an end game, which was as chaotic and screwed up and as entertaining as one can possibly imagine. A game... Where the final, the final like drive chart, if you're looking at it, goes like this: touchdown, touchdown, punt return, touchdown, touchdown, over on downs, fumble, touchdown, fumble, end of game. Yeah, I'm gonna give it to UCLA Wazoo, okay. especially right. because neither team's really playing for anything now. Da 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 da. 
Yeah, this is this is definitely the one that taught us the least about anything <laughs> involve, <laughs> involving the two teams. It's an like, important. Oh, is this a sign of good things to come for UCLA? No, not at all. Chips <laughs> finally got an offense. Finally got a quarterback. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, what happened the week after that epic win? They lost twenty seventeen to Arizona. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, let me also run through real quick lightning round a few others in the general grab bag that I think we can all give these some sort of token certificate. Um, uh, Houston for redshirting itself. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. That's very strange. I like I like that because Houston is like, hey, don't pay attention now. But some weird shit's gonna happen in six months. <laughs> football's, uh, football's stressful. Take a break. <laughs> Dan Deardorff, of course. Uh, whoever put this in the sheet said for most college football announcer. Sure, agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark Richt on the ACC Network. Incredible debut season for our for our our, our beloved youth pastor. Made a sandwich on television, or, or <laughs> no, I'm sorry, didn't make make it. Showed you how to eat a sandwich efficiently. On Had television. a heart attack and showed up to work the next day. That's right. Cram and cheese doodles the entire time. <laughs> uh, the ACC Coastal for completing the long play. We swore all along that getting to four and four in one season was the thing. No, this was a seven-year plot. Yeah, they got seven years, seven different teams to win the win the division, and none of them have won the conference yet. This is incredible. Uh, Ralphie the fifth for saying, "I'm done. That's it. I'm out." Uh, the Sooner Schooner for saying the same. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Imagine the Sooner Schooner pulled by two Ralphies. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> it would go into orbit. <laughs> that would be, that would be like the Civ weapon that they're like. Now nah, we had to take this out of the game. It's too powerful. <laughs> the giant death screw bison. <laughs> screw, screw you, Skyrim. Uh, lots and lots of people uh, put on for various Big Ten things, such as Rutgers' coaching search, Northwestern's passing offense, and a lot of people mentioned this. Maryland scoring a hundred and forty-two points. <laughs> 142 points in the first two games and then about that much for the entire rest God. of the season. Just Maryland and Houston over there going, I think we've proved what we came here to prove. <laughs> I believe we've made ourselves clear. Uh, Colorado with the greatest flea flicker of all time. Alex mm-hmm. did a good post on this as well. Um, and finally, the last three ones, somewhat friends of the program. Hashtag nine Windiana still under uh, still underway due to our friends at home field. Uh, Charlotte's ball eligibility as mentioned. And the NAIA Friends Falcons, which many people associate with Banner Society's Slack on Saturdays, one of the funnest things we do. Lots and lots of you shouted this out for a, a BVP certificate. And thank you. Please, uh, please, please keep joining us. We will continue to pay attention to our NAIA Falcons as their season is long done because they're not very good. But uh, they, they are our friends and your friends and you are our friends. I don't think I realized exactly how long it had been since Indiana won nine games. Do either of you know? I do. Oh, I, I, I think I have a guess. Okay. Um, is it 1993? Okay, that's your guess. Jason, you can throw one in if you want. Uh, if it's not that, it's it's way older. No, it's if it's not that, I think they, they won nine games in 87. So in 93, they finished eight and four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that included a bowl game loss. So there was no way they were going to get to eight either way. Um, in 87 and 88, they both won eight games. The last time Indiana won nine games, and this included a bowl game loss, so it was, these are all regular season wins, 1967, where, where, where they finished the year fourth 
in the in the AP poll. This is proof, by the way, that Indiana is only successful when it benefits America in a time of universal harmony. <laughs> they went, so this Indiana team went to the Rose Bowl and lost to USC 14-3. The MVP of that game, Orenthal James Simpson. Definitely not a BVP award winner. 